Good morning, everybody. Excited to be back with you. Excited to be back in sea uh, level South Carolina. Had a blast out at uh, Colorado Springs with uh, the ministry of John and Lisa Bevere. Uh, just, just some great folks, man. Their team was just fabulous. And uh, if you want to check out last week's Eight Minute Mind Shift, because I had some of them on to kind of share with me. So, uh, jumping back to two weeks ago, we started talking about, we've been talking about the whole spirit, soul, and body. My whole, my whole thing is this, man. Um, I, I, <laughs> uh, not, Hebrews 11 one says this, now faith is, now faith is the substance things hoped for, the evidence things not come. Just to play with it, now faith is. Uh, you know, I've learned something about religion, and, and I mean religion in its most negative uh, uh, application meaning the the fixed rigid uh legalistic approach to how we honor god engage god live with god whatever uh so this this system of rules and regulations that religion tends to drift toward um and maybe it's just part of human nature that we find comfort in that but i'm, I'm saying all that to say this religion and people who are caught up in that kind of thinking, they 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 like to kind of get things all boxed up, and you know ah okay we got it all figured out. This is who God is. This is what He does. This is who I am. This is what I can and can't do. And and then they just kind of like not just I you know I was almost going to say they they kind of go to sleep, but it's I, I wish that were the case. But then it becomes their uh, duty, if you will, to protect that box of truth and um you just don't want to live that way man i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of presumption and assumption built into that uh the presumption that you've that you do have the finality of uh answers to life's questions and uh explanations of god who he is what he does that kind of thing but also the the uh, the 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 acceptance of the assignment that um, now that I've got it figured out, it's it's my God ordained assignment and call to uh, protect it, defend it, and uh, not let it be assaulted. So I just love to swat that box. I love to you know kind of talk about how. Uh, I mean, I don't want to be a guy who's always talking about what's wrong, but the truth of the matter is there are some things wrong, and. Um, Obviously, we, we get more comfort out of hanging around people who agree with us and tell us how right we are. So um, growth, though, comes when you live on the edge of what you currently feel is truth, and you live on the edge of being open to God and others pointing out areas where maybe you're not walking in it. So I like to say this about religion. Religion religion fine with you talking about what happened 2000 years ago. Oh, isn't it awesome what Jesus did and man we're so grateful and I mean talk up a blue moon about uh you know what this meant what that meant and the implication you know and, and all the all the breaking down of everything. And religion doesn't mind talking about what's going to happen in the future. Like uh, you know, it's going to be great over yonder, and when Jesus returns, this is going to happen. And here's the eschatology of the the the, the uh, you know the tribulation. In other words, all this stuff that's future tense. 
And we spend a lot of time talking about what happened back there, what's going to happen over here, you know, past the future. And here's the deal, guys. We live here. Like, like you could say it this way. We spend a lot of time talking about the past and the future. And we don't, we don't really think scripturally, biblically about now. And my point is this. Now faith is. Now faith. Now faith makes religious people really uncomfortable. Um, just the whole idea that that God's up to something right now. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I posted a, a bumper, uh, what do you call it, a, a, a bumper tag sticker that's, I don't know if it's so common anymore, but it was for a while there. Christians aren't perfect, just forgive it. Now, why do I do that? Because it's kind of one of those slogans that, you know, just, you know, like, oh, wow, that's just profound. Well, I mean, it is, and I get it, but it's also a great leverage point for exposing and discussing a flaw in our Christianity and our thinking. Um, it's because, honestly, Christians aren't perfect, just forgiven. Uh, quite honestly, it's just not true, um, or it's not the truth. Christians aren't perfect. You know, I would probably agree with that. But the motive for the bumper sticker is, uh, you know, give us a break. We're not perfect. We're going to mess up. Whatever, whatever. Um, and quite honestly, tr it's true. I'm going to mess up. You're going to mess up. We're all going to keep messing up. But it kind of is like, <laughs> it's kind of like setting the bar pretty low, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, the word perfect in most places in the New Testament is the word mature, <clears throat> and it, it really has the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the implication of, of uh, reaching your potential, uh, releasing the, the, the stored potential that's in you, kind of like a seed, you know? So Christians aren't perfect. Christians aren't mature. Christians aren't reaching their potential. And unfortunately, I would probably have to agree with that. I'm not saying it's okay, but it's probably a decent statement of fact. Um, Christians are not perfect, just forgiven. Oh, you know, you know, whatever, you know, guys, I'm sure you know by now I like to be sarcastic and really I do it, I hope, just to kind of get your attention. But, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd kind of put you in a headlock and give you a noogie, man. I mean, um, no, we're not just forgiven. I don't even know how you, we can say that and, and not be embarrassed by it. Um, yes, 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 we're forgiven, but not just forgiven. Um, we have two problems. Most Christians would say we have one, and it's sin, but that's not true. We have two problems. One is sin, and one is death. Back in Genesis 3, back in 1, 2, and 3, God said, if you eat of the tree, you're going to die. Um, now, eating of the tree would be considered a sin, because it's a, a violation of God's declared will and all that kind of thing. So it's, it's, it's disobeying God, right? But he said, when you, when you do that, if you do that, you're going to die. So there's two things introduced there. Sin, which is breaking from God's prescribed way of living and, and submission and surrender to his loving leadership. But the second thing is death. What kind of death? Well, you know, we've talked about this a little bit. Adam didn't, Eve didn't fall over dead. Their bodies stopped breathing, hearts ceased to beat. But they did, they did die in the sense that in the spirit realm, which is a very important point, 
their connection to God was severed. Their correspondence with God was severed. Why is that a big deal? Because when you think about the the, the remedy, the you know the redemption and restoration, and we spend a whole lot of time talking about redemption. We don't spend a whole lot of time talking about restoration. And that's kind of probably my beef, quite honestly, um, that that we kind of we kind of lull Christians into believing that, oh, I'm born again. Wow, I'm glad that's done. Um, it's not done. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is and it isn't. But my point is, yes, Christians aren't perfect, but we're supposed to be heading that way especially when you see the word perfect as mature and having reached potential. We're not perfect. We're not mature. We're not reached our potential. But dear God in heaven, we're supposed to be heading that way. We're supposed to be heading that way with every breath we breathe. We're supposed to be heading that way with every decision we make, with every prayer we pray. We're not supposed to live our life hiding and kind of hoping for heaven. Um, That's all going to happen. I believe in all that. But uh, gosh, let's ugh, let's grab let's grab life by the throat and say, "Wow, God's got more for me. God's put more in me. I am more than I currently appear to be, and I am not just forgiven. I am forgiven, dear God. Thank you. But I am not just forgiven. So what I just want to stir you about is uh, there's more to this thing, man." It is so cool and so exciting. It has charged and energized my wife and my life uh, for 43 years, man. And going to do it for another 30 or 40. That'd be great, wouldn't it? But here's the deal. No, you're not perfect. You're not fully mature. You're not whatever. But you aren't just forgiven either. And let's just kind of dig in and look at some of what that means if you and I are going are gonna to kind of go after this thing with passion and purpose. Passion and purpose. All right. Love you guys. Man, I'm honored that you hang around with me, man. And uh, see you next week.